Am I the only one who hasn't swallowed the Kool-Aid on Korea? So the world was agog on Friday when the leaders of North and South Korea met on the 38th parallel and went for a walk through a garden and had a chat and held hands. No one would deny the images and the symbolism was powerful. But was it really the dawning of a brand new age? After all, if you don't have a short memory, you'll know that the leaders of the two Koreas have met twice before in Pyongyang in 2000 and 2007. So over the past you know, 17 years. And the meetings then were heaped with the same hopeful praise and rhetoric and there was talk of denuclearization. And you know what happened? Absolutely nothing. Perhaps in our dumbed-down age where we don't trust the MSM, we have developed a long-term memory loss. We have been here before in the past 20 years. My question to you is, what on earth has the last 70 years of the Korean War been all about a war that saw 1.2 million people die including 33 New Zealanders I know I saw their names engraved in stone at a war memorial on Anzac Day to my eyes the West waged war for many reasons it was to stop the spread of communism from the north driven by Russia with the tacit support of China it was a war that sought to reunite the two Koreas under a prosperous democracy And it was a war that was necessary to maintain the West's, and particularly the United States, influence in Asia. So to me, the weekend's developments are part of a sign that we've given up. In all the statements, there's nothing about reunification. There is nothing about the deposition of Kim and his family and holding them to account for the abuses of their people. And there is nothing about a return of democracy to all of Korea. We gave up. The war may indeed end in the stalemate it's already been. But you might say, what about Kim's claim to want denuclearization? That's pretty amazing. Well, over the past 17 years, North Korea has said they would denuclearize on four occasions. They've done nothing. Uh, They've done nothing about anything until a point this past year when they suddenly had a reliable bomb. So far, they've pledged a freeze on testing. Well, of course they have. They don't need to test anymore. They've got a functioning weapon. To my mind, and I've got a lot of flack about this over the weekend, but to my mind, Kim has paid a brilliant hand, aided by a useful idiot in the White House who can only see the favourable headlines. Now, this goes down and went down very badly with Trump fans, many of whom couldn't point to Korea on a map, but realise this. The North has always sued for peace. It has approached every single U.S. president wanting peace talks. They were turned down every single time until now. In agreeing to meet with Kim, Donald Trump has legitimized Kim's claim to influence and control of his part of the peninsula. Kim is now here to stay, and it makes a mockery of the past 70 years and all the sacrifices and all the lives lost made to get rid of the little rat and his evil family. Meanwhile, if Kim is successful in reducing U.S. activity in the South, it further reduces the West's influence in Asia, something China in particular would love as they continue to annex the South China Seas for themselves. So bully for Trump. In his mind, he thinks he's won the peace, but the reality is he's lost the war. A Nobel Prize? Give me a break. He's letting a mass-killing dictator go scot-free.